At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today we're talking to Max Smith, who is a TikTok star. She's an obstacle course racer, an ultra runner, a crossfitter. I honestly, like, she does it all. She used to live in a van too. She's known as Mac and the Sprinter on TikTok and Instagram. And that's how I found her. I found her on TikTok. And her life, honestly, it just mesmerizes me because she does everything that I feel like is impossible to do. So I really wanted to have her on and she was also a really highly requested guest. So I'm excited for you guys to hear our conversation. It was honestly great. I felt like I could have a whole nother podcast episode with her. So you guys will have to let me know how you guys enjoy the episode. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts if you love the podcast. It really helps me out a lot to get highly credible guests on the episode. They see that you guys love the podcast and they want to come on and answer your guys' listener questions. So if you haven't done that already, it literally takes 15 seconds in the Apple Podcast app. And it helps me out so much. You guys have no idea. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than my friends at Inside Tracker. When you do what you love, like running, like racing, like enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. And Inside Tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way, towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. And for a limited time, literally until the end of this month, this episode is going live September 30th, which is literally the last day that this deal is going on. You can get 28% off the Inside Tracker store. You can get 28% off, which is higher than the normal discount rate only today, only through today, the entire Inside Tracker store. So use my discount code Emma28 at checkout and it'll give you that 28% off. Highly recommend to anyone who's data oriented. I've been using them for months now and it has really helped me feel my best day to day, just being able to use their science back recommendations to help optimize my biomarkers, whether it be vitamin D, cortisol, ferritin. It really helps me become a better athlete and just an overall happier, healthier person. So I highly recommend just use my discount code Emma28 at checkout and you'll get that 28% off the entire Inside Tracker store. And now let's get straight into today's episode. to have you on to the podcast you i say this every single time but i feel like everyone just requests different people but you've been requested so many times it's like okay i need to reach out to her 
Um, but then I did know that you had a race. So, <laughs> so we put it off a week, but you did really well. Um, and we'll get into that, but to start off the podcast, you want to just give a little intro of who you are and what you're about. Sure. Um, first of all, it's so funny to me that people have like requested me. It's very official. Well, it's also um, funny. Cause like, I'm not really like a TikTok person. I mean, I have TikTok, but I'm not like, it's not my platform of choice. So when people start like they're because I like ask people for uh guest recs on my Instagram, like the combos over cold brew Instagram usually. And then, so people are always like from TikTok <laughs> because I feel like there isn't like, it's just, it's just different, you know? Yeah. I feel like the Venn diagram though, of people who follow me and follow you is probably like literally a circle. Well, exactly. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I already followed you too. And then when people kept requesting you, I was like, of course. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Okay, yeah, I can introduce myself. So my name is Mac. Uh, I'm at Mac in the Sprinter on TikTok and social media and everything. I am a CrossFit athlete. I'm a trail mountain ultra runner, and uh, I do obstacle course races. So it's kind of my big thing. I used to live in a van. This is my house. I just yeah. I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask where are you living now. Yeah, Mac in the room. I'm no longer Mac in the sprinter. <laughs> yup. Uh, sorry to disappoint everyone. Yeah. Um, well, you- I, I work full time. So uh, I've been stationary uh, this past year while living in the van. And, um, you know, 12 weeks of therapy kind of led me to realize it was time to move out. <laughs> so move out but actually like move into yeah a band. yeah <laughs> or into a, a, have a to live in chaos apparently so yeah yeah so are you still in southern california then i am so my job is in malibu and then i'm in like thousand oaks agora hills newberry park okay i don't want to be too specific because <laughs> no that makes sense that makes sense yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I knew you were like in Southern California. I just didn't know where you eventually settled, uh, settled down. Okay. When I first saw your TikTok, I thought your name was like, I didn't really get the Instagram handle. Like I knew you lived in a van, but I was like, I thought your name was Macon or something. Dude, Everyone says that. I'm like, I clearly need to rebrand. Clearly. You don't need to rebrand it, but it just took me a little while to realize your name was Mac in the sprinter. Yeah. In yeah. yeah. I thought it was yeah, making the sprinter. That's what I thought. It. I thought you were like a sprinter, you know? Yeah, you know, I get that all the time. And then people were like, why do you run ultras? I'm yeah. Like, I'm not a sprinter. <laughs> I'm yeah. <laughs> you're no, your life like really intrigued me. Whenever I saw you on TikTok, I was like, this girl's life is so incredibly different than mine. It's bizarre and so funny. Like, I just need to know more. Yeah. So I guess like to just kind of kick things off with the podcast, I'm so intrigued. Like, how did you get into running in general? Yeah. Okay. I love talking about running. So I'm just excited all around for this. Um, Basically when I was in high school, I played volleyball and that was like my big thing, like got recruited to play in college. Then I was super burned out by the time, you know, senior end of senior year rolled around. So I went to school and I was like, I'm just going to be an engineer. I'm not going to do the, you know, college athleting. So I got to school and my freshman roommate was a bodybuilder we're actually still like best friends um but it's just so dramatically different the way that they train and prepare versus like you know volleyball and I started like kind of going to the gym with her and I was like I absolutely hate this (laughs) you know they like do like 15 reps and then like have to rest 
No, see, I like, I can't get into lifting. I don't think it'll ever no. be my thing. I wish it was my thing. Cause honestly, like, I think I could do a good job or like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right like terminology, but I just feel like so I kind of have a body that's like made for being like a bodybuilder type. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's me just being delusional, <laughs> but then, um, I just can't like, get, I'm not actually like into like the lifting of the weights. It's not satisfying yeah. enough to me. And I don't know what it is. I, I think I need more can. like. I need it, the endurance stuff. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm definitely, well, so this is like way down in my journey, but I end up getting into CrossFit and that's like one of my big things now. But prior to that, I was just like, I just want something to do. Like I miss being an athlete and I uh, was like, I'm going to run a marathon. And so my freshman year of college, I signed up for this marathon. I was like 16 weeks out. And, um, I fell in love with like the process of training for the marathon, which I think that's like a really common thing. People get hooked on it and it kind of became my thing. And then from, you know, I have like four years now of this like running background and it's spiraled into this thing that takes over my life, but (laughs) (laughs) I feel feel like that's everyone, especially if you start like later in life, I feel like you Mm -hmm. just get into this. And then there's also, it just someone like you who gets into it, I guess later, considering that's like college age, which isn't even that late into life, but like compared to like competitive running like me, like I started way before that. Um, Mm -hmm. it's just so different because it's like the races like marathoning or even like something like ultra running or Spartan races, what you do, it's just like the culture I feel like is so different than the competitive running niche. And honestly, I feel like it's a little easier to fall in love with it because it's, it might be less intimidating. I think there's just different walks of life that come into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like you look on the starting line, especially ultra running. Um, you look on the start line and there's like such a variety of body types. And as I've gotten more into obstacle course racing, it's just become even more so like, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know what it is about these like weird long distance things, but people just want to come have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel, well, I feel like it's also life. easy to like, it's very welcoming. Like, and the whole process yeah. of like training for a marathon is also like, it's exciting because you just keep yeah. building and building, especially if you only have like 16 weeks or whatever, like that's your time period that you're training for. It's like you start and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can barely run like 30 minutes. And then you just keep yeah. seeing progress after progress, after progress, like week after week, your long run gets longer and everything. Yeah. And it's just, it's so different than competitive running. Like because competitive running, I was running like 50 miles a week year round, basically. So it's like the, right. pro- the progression that you were seeing was so minuscule that it might just be a little bit less satisfying I think than someone that gets into it like I guess or gets into marathoning as like a first time runner so yeah yeah, I mean I've I've even seen that I mean I've only run one marathon but like training for it was just really satisfying because it was like so I I honestly have seen I think it's like any sport um especially with CrossFit uh, you know, that growth gap between you know the first time you go to class versus a year in it's like it's night and day. So it's definitely the same thing with running when you've never run before. And you're like, I'm going to run a marathon versus, you know, I'm four and a half years in and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm like running up ski slopes. And like, (laughs) what is this for? What am I doing? Why did I run 40 miles? (laughs) Like what? (laughs) Yeah. So then you, you ran your first marathon and then like you started doing ultras. Like when, when did that start? Yeah. So I, okay. So I ran my first marathon spring of my freshman year of college. 
So that was spring 2017. And this, okay, I was in college. Um, I was like an engineering major. I didn't like to go out very much. I had this boyfriend I was living with. Like, it was just like the perfect thing for me to just like really get in on. So I decided, I was like, oh, I want to run an ultra. Um, I went too hard. I had this coach who just like totally burned me out and I got super injured for like eight months. So that kind of put things on hold for like a year. And then I ran my first 50K spring of my junior year of college. That was my first ultra was okay. 31 how, miles. Yeah. How did you find a coach? I'm always intrigued by that. Yeah. I, oh my God. I get asked this literally all the time. Well, because it's like, there's so many, there's like so little options, I feel like, but then there's also so many options and you're like, where yeah. do I even start? And there's so many different like specialties, I guess. Well, so. and it's like, you have to find the right coach. Like you said, you found a coach that burned you out. So it's like, how did you even go about finding that person? And then how did you go about finding like the right person? Right. Yeah. So, uh, I had my first coach. I won't, name her because she's kind of famous <laughs> but uh, I basically found her on Instagram and I was like she seems perfect she's an ultra runner she's super strong she focuses a lot on functional fitness I was like it would be great to be coached by this person and you know I think I worked with her for maybe four or five months and I wanted to run 100k so my goal was I think I wanted to run Black Canyon 100k which is a big race in Arizona and, um, I got super injured <laughs> and, uh, it just wasn't working with her. So I kind of like broke up with her, uh, you know, found out what was wrong with my body, fixed it uh, a couple months go by. And I'm like, you know what? I'm better. I want to run an ultra signed up for an ultra. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in over my head <laughs> training for this. So I ended up reading this book. Um, it's called the happy runner by Megan and David Roach. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It seriously changed my life. Um, I think you had Lucy uh, Bartholomew on mm -hmm. here. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure her coach is David. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So I read his book and uh, I was like, I love these people. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to adopt me. <laughs> I was like, please. And uh, I ended up reaching out to David and he was like, you know, like at the moment we don't have any spots open, but I just finished mentoring this guy and he'd be a great coach. Like you should reach out to him, connected with him. I have been working with him for like three years now. So I love him. His name's Tyler Fox. He's great. He's also <laughs> like a pretty good ultra runner, but like he's a damn good coach. So yeah. I'm super happy with him. That's good. How yeah. did you, or like, what, what were you injured with? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, it was like my glute medius mm -hmm. was just like completely locked up. Like I definitely was overdoing it on the mileage too quickly and doing a lot of trail running, just like, um, yeah, definitely like stability issues. So yeah. Yeah. But, I, I had glute medius problems the end of last year when I was like, um, triathlon training. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, it was, I think I will, the, the way it flared up is because I did a four hour trainer ride okay. at altitude. So that like really just did it. <laughs> altitude, yeah. Altitude like changes the game. Seriously. It just adds yeah. like another level of recovery. I'm like, and I, four hours on like sitting on my bike, not moving yeah. was just, I think a little too much for me. And then yeah. the act, the like altitude with recovery, I think just did me in, but blue yeah. media stuff, it takes a while to go away too. And it's like, it yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know my, how mine ended up going away. Cause it kind of gets worse if you just sit too. Like you can't just take time off. So it's it, just very it interesting does. injury. 
yeah, I ended up finding this like massage therapist um, in Arizona. I'm, I'm from Arizona. I'm from Phoenix. Uh, I went to school in Tucson and um, I found this massage therapist after going to like multiple sports medicine doctors, multiple chiropractors, this massage therapist literally sits down. He like puts his hands on my calf and he's like, Ooh, I know what this is. And he like goes up to my IT band. He's like, Ooh, and he goes up to my glute med and he like, he's like, yep, <laughs> it's completely locked up. He like scrapes it and then it's fine. I can like walk again. Like, <laughs> this is all I needed this whole time for eight months. I've been in pain for eight months. Yeah, that's. I was like, Steve, you're an angel. He doesn't even, he doesn't even do body work anymore. He owns a, a food truck. What? <laughs> Steve, Steve, you're a magician. Good. What are you doing? seriously he's like so, yeah, it literally takes just the right yeah the right everything is just about the right person like you just need to find the right person for everything it seems like yeah yeah <laughs> there's someone out there that'll fix you maybe it's the food truck who knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you need some good grub or something out there steve <laughs> if you find steve and he drives a food truck he's the guy you need <laughs> <laughs> um okay well i'm curious like so you got into crossfit too Yes. When was, when did that play like into the factor into the equation? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So, uh, this kind of goes more into my like running timeline, but, um, I ran that ultra marathon spring of my junior year, summer of my junior year was kind of how I got introduced to obstacle course racing. So it's so weird. And yeah. Um, so you know how models get like scouted places like they're like oh you're beautiful you should be a model yeah that's like what happened to me but with obstacle course racing okay (laughs) yeah so I ran this 10k in Austin because I was living there for the summer um and I end up winning the race it's like a really small like local race uh I come into the finish line and this guy like immediately like pulls me over and he's like hey like I'm a coach for this girl she's like a top 10 Spartan racer like your body type would be absolutely perfect for obstacle course racing like you look super strong and you're a good runner and he's like you should totally try it and I'm like oh okay (laughs) okay (laughs) cool (laughs) so I go home and I'm like thinking about it I'm like yeah that that does sound kind of fun So I find like a small race in Arizona in November and I end up like running that race. I got like fourth overall and I was like, this is cool. Maybe the guy was right. I was like, maybe I am good at this. (laughs) I was like, okay. And then I ran my first uh, Spartan race, February, 2020, right before COVID hit. And I literally had COVID during the race. Like Mm. literally, you know, we were, I was a senior, like everyone was mingling everyone was sick I was sick for like three weeks with this weird illness and didn't know it at the time but yeah because no one knew what it was yet nobody knew what it was um so long story short COVID hits I'm a senior in college I'm still running but I'm not like training for anything so I'm just like dedicating my life to running to like fix my anxiety from school and you know quarantine and all that um, so I graduate college and I moved to Boulder with my ex-boyfriend. I'm like literally Mr. Worldwide. I'm like, we were in Austin. We were in Boulder. We were oh, in trust me. You have no idea. <laughs> I get it. So, I, I feel you, girl. I feel you. I'm like truly homeless. So I moved to Boulder with my ex-boyfriend and um, I get there and I'm just like over it. 
I'm overrunning. I'm, I'm done. I'm hating it. I've no, nothing I'm training for. I'm like, I don't love the way I feel. I don't, I'm not enjoying it anymore. So I was like, I've seen those girls on Instagram who look crazy strong. Like I should try CrossFit found Boulder CrossFit and like immediately just felt really like connected to CrossFit. Like, um, a lot of things came really naturally, not the gymnastics, but a lot of the lifting and like the other functional movements came really naturally. So I like committed my life to CrossFit the whole summer. I was like, this is my only task. I had this job in Malibu lined up for after the summer, but so I had nothing to do, but like work out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to CrossFit like six times a week and live my best life in Boulder. So yeah, that was how I started CrossFit and yeah, that's, it's part of my life now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could say that, that like CrossFit felt the same for me. Like when I got in there and I was like, yeah, like this is for me, like this feels really natural. I would say the opposite for me, actually quite, quite (laughs) the opposite. I got in there and I was so bad at everything. It was wild. I have no upper body strength. I think that's it. I can't do a pull-up. I've never been able to do a pull-up. Everyone that knows me knows that I cannot do a Uh pull-up. So I think it was honestly like a shock to the system. And I am so impressed with anyone that does CrossFit because I did it. And I did it like right after college. So I was probably my, my fittest self basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I was so bad. I looked at everyone else. Like I was dead last in everything. I look at everyone else. Everyone else is like not even tired after the 20 minutes that we just did all out. And I'm like dying on the floor doing these burpees. And the guy's like, that doesn't count. I'm like, what do you mean? It doesn't count. I can't do anything else. Dude, and the worst part, everyone beating you is like literally a parent. Like they're like 45 and they have like kids at home. They're all fitter than me. (laughs) That's what's wild is that I was so humble. Mm-hmm. during those couple times I went to CrossFit that I was like, I don't know if I'm, I'm meant for this. Like, I don't know if I'm built for this, you know, Dude, so I was I, good at the running part when we had to do like the little, like 0.25 mile run yeah. in between the, the sets or whatever they're called. Yeah. I was good at that part, but everything else yeah. I was like, sheesh. So the fact that like you do ultra running, um, and you do like obstacle racing and CrossFit, I'm just like, how I genuinely don't, oh, I don't understand I how love- you can do that. I love, I think, okay. So here's the thing. I think if I'd started CrossFit first, I never would have been able to get an ultra running. So I think the fact that I came from this like endurance running background into CrossFit where CrossFit fits my body type or whatever is so much more. Oh, my coach just texted me. (laughs) (laughs) He said no extra programming this week. Well, (laughs) thank you. Um, so the fact that I came into CrossFit and that's where my like genetic strength is, it's like, I'm glad I came from running because otherwise I, I never would have gotten into running. Yeah. I love the balance. It keeps me super healthy. Um, I I've had like a really good first, I've been doing CrossFit since last June. So, um, yeah, I just had a really good, like first year of CrossFit. Like I competed in the open in February, March, and then like So basically how the open works, it's like three or four weeks of one workout a week and everyone in the world literally competes in that workout and then posts their score and everyone gets ranked. So, um, I compete in the open and the open is always just like grunt work type stuff. So there's not a lot of those like big CrossFit skills. Like you're not going to be doing ring muscle ups in the open. Like it needs to be really like scalable and applicable 
applicable for everyone to compete. So uh, I thrive with like the zero skill grunt work type stuff. <laughs> so I have literally no skills. And my coach makes fun of me all the time because he's like, you, you know, you're really great at that like odd object, like low skill work. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, I'm honored. <laughs> so I like, can't do a bar muscle up, but okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so I ended up, uh, the top 10% of the open qualifies for the CrossFit games quarterfinals. So, uh, I was like top 9%. Right. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm like my first nine months of CrossFit. I qualified for the open. Awesome. So I, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be open. Like uh, I saw the equipment list and it had all kinds of scary things I'd never used before. And my CrossFit coach and my running coach, they were both like, oh, you should, you should just do it. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. So I ended up doing quarterfinals and literally, like I literally died. I cried every single day. <laughs> no, it was, it was three days long. I think it was a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday or a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, I did more things that I'd never done before than like I'd ever done. So like, uh, we have these things in CrossFit, like GHD setups and it's, it's like a setup and you lean all the way back, like touch the ground and then come back up. So I'd never done those before. And I ended up doing like 120 of them in the first, I think it was the second workout of the weekend blew out my midline for the rest of the weekend. I literally, I have videos of me trying to, so it was a, a GHD, a rope climb and a pistol squat workout. I have videos of me coming off the GHDs for the first time. And I literally can't get up the rope because I can't pull my knees up because my core is gone. Oh my gosh. I like, what? I, first of all, you listed all the things that I would be like, just like like I can't, I can't explain enough how horrendous I would be at them. Yeah. That whatever that GHD thing is. Sure. I don't have a great core because I don't do core, which is not good. Don't recommend that, but you deeply. Yeah. yeah. And rope climbs, zero chance. I would ever be able to get up a rope. No, no way. I just saw your TikTok of you climbing a rope. I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Like I'll ever be able to do that. And then pistol squats. Oh my goodness. My knees. Oh, <laughs> see, this is why I, I'm not, I'm not built different I'm built like <laughs> a runner and that's it <laughs> it was so bad I literally like cried my way through the weekend like I now that I've done more GHDs like um if I were where I am now doing those quarterfinal workouts I think I'd be in a lot better position but I couldn't hold a hollow position for like three months after that like I actually thought something was wrong with me I couldn't <laughs> Like we, my coach, would, uh, we have to do like a skill every day. So we have a skill, a lift, and then a workout. So the skill, like once a week would be like, oh, you know, 20 hollow rocks. I literally couldn't do a hollow rock. I was like, this is embarrassing. I'm like, am I broken? <laughs> uh, yeah. See, like, oh, I just, I, CrossFit is just so crazy because it's just so hard every day. That's the thing. Like that's the thing I don't I was especially when I first did it or like the only time I've ever done it I did it for like a week or two um mm -hmm. I couldn't get past the fact that like every day was a hard workout like yeah. no none of the days are easy because like I came from running where it's like you have two hard workouts a week right yeah 
And that was like the time where you like put all your mental energy into. And that's the thing that was, I think the hardest for me with CrossFit is that every day I had to walk in and be like, I'm about to get absolutely like so annihilated and then not be able to walk after. Yeah. Yeah. My first month of CrossFit, I literally couldn't like walk upstairs. Like my boyfriend and I, or my ex-boyfriend and I, we lived on like the fourth story of an apartment building in Boulder. And I couldn't, I would come upstairs every day and like waddle indoor, make a protein shake and then like waddle upstairs and like lay there. <laughs> like there was no, it was insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I look yeah. at your life and I'm like, I, I genuinely, I don't. And then because you have a full-time job too. So yeah. I'm, I'm literally like, I don't know how you do it. How do you do it? <laughs> like, how are you not so sore every day? I don't get it. I, I, really have no um dating life or social life like my roommate is my best friend (laughs) this is how we make it happen yeah I think too um your body adjusts you know to like that's like the first you know the first time you run like a 15 mile week you're like oh my god I can never do more and then like two years in you're like doing 40 mile weeks I think it's the same thing here that's Kind yeah, of. I guess you just adjust. Yeah, you just adjust to the training. Because now I think about, I'm like, if I was like running 50 miles, like I don't know how I ran 50 miles a week for like eight years, yeah, repetitively without stopping. But then I guess your body just adjusts to the workload. But you must just be eating a ton and sleeping a ton. Yeah. Oh, I eat so much. It's yeah, I'm eating like six or seven meals a day, and then like there definitely is something to just like the genetic component of it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm training, it's got like at least eight hours a week of CrossFit and then another like five to eight hours running. And so I like, there's just gotta be some kind of like genetic component to this. (laughs) Cause you literally are just built different. You're built different. Literally, literally (laughs) built different. Yeah. I don't know. I love it so much though. And like, I've seen my, um, my running get way better as a result of like doing all this CrossFit. And then, um, like my endurance is great for like the long wads at CrossFit and it's done pretty well for obstacle course racing. I can't complain. (laughs) So, okay. I'm, I'm curious. What is like a Spartan race? What does that mean? Good question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me, you know, we can, do you want to talk about my race now or do you want me to wait and just, no, yeah, no, talk about it now. Talk about it now. Okay. So I'll just walk you through what happened to me this weekend. Okay. Um, okay. So 
the course is in Squaw Valley. Uh, it's literally the start of the Western States endurance run. Like there's like a rock there and it says like start of Western States. So that was kind of cool just to be there. Um, but instead of like running down the Canyon, like you would for Western States, you run up a ski slope. So, uh, we, of course, yeah. So we, um, run to the top of the ski mountain and, uh, along the way, you know, there's like some stuff to do. So, uh, about, maybe a quarter mile in the race there's like a, a hurdle type thing it's maybe like two or three feet tall you just kind of it's like an intro so you just like jump over it and you're like okay cool um you go a bit further I think mile two there was only one obstacle it's this thing called a z-wall and um it's literally like a scaffold with holds on it and you have to like traverse across it and it's like fairly easy but that was kind of where I started to see separation from the field just because obstacle proficiency can add or take away like so many seconds. So um, I get on the Z wall, maybe like 10 seconds after this other girl that I was running with and I got off the Z wall ahead of her. So I was able to like make up some time on this like 15 second obstacle. So we keep running up the mountain and uh, we get to the top of the mountain and we have to do a bucket carry. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm so glad I just climbed 2,500 feet to the top of this ski mountain <laughs> to pick up like a heavy ass bucket, put it over my shoulder and like run hike up a hill. So we climb, I don't know, maybe like a 10th of a mile or so. It's like maybe a hundred feet of gain. So I climb up there. I'm with all the boys, you know, I'm like, I'm like in front of most of the pack that I started with. Um, so I get the bucket and I go up and down and I, you know, throw my bucket back. I'm like, okay, like I see the spear throw ahead of me and I know I have to get my heart rate down so that I don't just like biff my spear. <laughs> so there's this other climbing obstacle. So I climb up, you know, I get down really fast, come up to the spear. I look over and there's maybe two or three girls in the burpee pit doing burpees because they missed their spear. And I'm like, okay, this is like a good time for me to uh, relax. Keep in mind, this is my third Spartan race. I've never hit a spear before. So I missed my spear at the other two things. What does that mean? What is hitting it? Like you just throw a spear? You're... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, I honestly, going to be honest, I, I've never seen what a Spartan race is. <laughs> That's why I asked what you guys do because... Yeah. Looking at your TikToks, I was like, this is impressive, but what does that mean? <laughs> like, what is she training for? Well, you guys missed here. I'm like, I've never thrown a spear while running. Yeah, yeah. You you quite literally throw a spear at like a little target, like oh, okay. 20 feet away. It's like this little, little black, like foamy pad, and you 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 come up to the thing and you like pull your spear in because it's like attached like a string, basically. And you want to pick, I have spear tips. You want to pick a spear that's already in the target. <laughs> I don't know why, but someone told me that and it stuck with me. So I yank my spear out of the target that it's in. It flies under the like railing thing. And I'm like getting stressed out. I'm like, oh my God, I have to like get my spear back on the other side of the, the, the divider. And then there's like literally a knot, like it somehow got tied, like a knot of string got tied around the tip of the spear. And I'm like, I caught it right before I threw it. And I was like, Oh yeah, I probably can't throw my spear with like a knot in the string. So I undo my knot and I'm like, okay, like full visualize. I'm like, I'm going to hit it. Never done it before, but we're going to, I've watched it enough times. And so I'm like, okay, square up, 
I throw it, it hits like the lower left corner and like sticks like hard. And I'm like, yes. And I run off, I run up the stairs. I'm like, yeah, I have my spear. I was like, I just passed these girls. Like don't have to do 30 burpees. I was like, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> Any day that you don't have to do burpees is a good one. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I don't care what happens the rest of the day. I hit my spear. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, cool. So that's, yeah, that's the first uh, four, four and a half miles of a Spartan race is we carried a heavy bucket. We ran up a mountain and uh, threw some spears. That is like literally wild. But I guess it, like if you do CrossFit, like it kind of makes sense. It, because it's all like functional. Like it's like stuff that, I mean, I don't carry buckets on a daily basis, but yeah. I feel like in CrossFit, like that's what you're training for to carry buckets. You're, you know what? You were so training to carry buckets. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> so <laughs> the first Spartan race I ever ran, I was not doing CrossFit, like wasn't doing any grip training, wasn't doing CrossFit. And, um, I, oh my God, I've done five obstacle course races in the last like three months. And I can seriously feel a difference. Like, as the stronger that you are, the easier those strength components are going to be like in the race. Like you'll just use less energy. So yeah. Grip training. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that grip training. Yeah. So that just means your wrists are getting stronger. You're getting calloused up. What does that mean? Cause I have, I have the sweatiest palms ever. I have to chalk up before hanging from a bar in college. I had to like put chalk on my hands to do like little like knee lifts on the bar or else okay, my fingers would is- sweat. This is actually something I've never even thought about because I am maybe the sweatiest person I've ever met in my entire life. Like, okay. I can't hold hands. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't hold hands. That's a no, no for me. Because we'll be dripping sweat. Like yeah. I can't, I wear gloves every day in the lab. And when I take them off, my hands are like wet. Yeah. So it's interesting. I've never had this problem during a race. <laughs> okay. Maybe you're sweating okay. in other, like your whole body's sweating enough that yeah. your hands are just like, never mind. We don't need to sweat yeah. today. Maybe it's the fear. I don't know, but it keeps my palms dry. Um, <laughs> I do. I will say though, <laughs> I've definitely, um, like bent down and like gotten my hands dry on like the dirt. If I, so, you know, you come out of like water obstacle or something and your hands are wet. So the last thing you want to do is jump on like monkey bars with wet hands. So, um, I'll like bend down in the dirt and like get some dirt or like, um, literally drying it off on my hair helps too. Like, <laughs> this is so, your life is so different than mine. Like it's so chaotic. I'm just trying to imagine someone like before a cross country race, like yeah. putting their hands in the dirt and just like rubbing it so their hands aren't sweaty. And then like the uniforms are all dirty. Yeah. But that like makes sense in your, yeah. in your field of racing. Sense. Like everyone gets muddy and dirty. Yeah. And, um, for some races, people will wear like actual gloves, like kind of sticky, like work gloves. Um, those are like kind of hit, hit or miss. I've never used them, but I've seen like race recaps where like some of the pros are like putting them on real quick before they jump on like wet obstacle, but I haven't needed them thus far. So yeah. Okay. So you got like four and a half miles into your race. How, yeah. wait, so the race is a 10 K is that right? No, so it was a 21k. So it oh. was oh, so okay, we so ran not a, not a 10k. For some reason, I thought Spartan races were 10k's. So okay, so yeah, so there's a 5k, a 10k, uh, the beast distance, which is like 21k, basically half marathon, and then they do an ultra, so like a 30 30 mile. Okay, man. Yeah. man. Oh, I can't imagine doing those obstacles and doing an ultra. 
<laughs> yeah, I time. literally as an ultra runner, I'm like, no, like it sounds fun guys, but no. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like you're on your way. You've only been doing this a couple of years and you're already like <laughs> my way. Um, Oh shoot. What did you ask me about? What no, I didn't really it? ask you about anything. I was just saying like, so you were four and a half miles into your race and then yeah. I mean, yeah. you have a long way to go. What's, what's long next? Way to go. Yeah. So I'm four and a half miles in and the girl that was like behind me was, uh, kind of gone. I had this other girl, she had like two long blonde pigtails. She was wearing pink. So basically how this race goes is when you start, they throw all the like under 29 year olds into the same starting line, but that's not your whole race. So I was only racing the 18 to 24. So I start and I don't even know who I'm like competing against. So I see there's like two girls in front of me. And then there's the girl with the long blonde hair that's like running with me. And, um, we get through this obstacle called twister. It's, this is, it's just so there's like these rungs that you have to cross and the whole thing is spinning. So you're like, you have to like pull down a rung and then like, yeah. <laughs> I wish people could see my face right now. Like this is like American Ninja Warrior during a running race. Like I can't, I'm just like selfishly thinking of myself. Like I'm imagining myself on these obstacles being like, I wouldn't, I, I would die before I completed this race. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Um, (laughs) the worst part is like, we just ran up this mountain and it's now I have to jump on this like spinning thing. Like (laughs) you're joking. (laughs) You're asking me a lot to do a lot. You're asking a lot. And not only are they asking a lot, but I like paid to be asked a lot. Like (laughs) you paid to be asked that paid for this so I get through twister and it was kind of sketchy like my grip almost slipped like early in like I wasn't expecting it to be so slippery because it it turns and then your hand like slips off the opposite way so I had to like kind of figure out my technique on the fly okay I'm curious do you know what the obstacles are before you start the race you so with spartan especially yes so you get like a course map beforehand and it lists the name of all the obstacles and their locations okay and yeah spartan doesn't do a ton of like obstacle innovation so there have been just like the same obstacles the last couple seasons they like will mix things up like they made a couple of the walls like slicker they changed the hanging things on the multi-rig like now we have this rope thing that everyone's trying to figure out it's yeah but the same basic idea for all of them they just change around you know they fine-tune some components okay um so me and the girl get through twister at the same time and I'm like I have to find out if I'm like racing against this girl because she seems like she knows what she's doing (laughs) so I like start talking to her we're like running up a hill I'm like hey like um how old are you and she's like (laughs) oh subtle subtle (laughs) hey um how old are you by the way I'm getting nervous how old are you and she's like I'm 26 I'm like oh okay cool I'm 22 and she's like oh okay we're not competing against each other we can work together (laughs) yes so we cover everyone's probably wondering the same thing at that point dude yeah everyone is wondering like who am I competing with like it's just a a mix of under 29 year olds thrown together I'm like someone who looks 23 could be 27 like there's, there's just no rhyme or reason to how you look. So, uh, yeah, the girl wasn't my age. And so I was like, okay, if she is not in my age group, I'm going to have to guess that the girl, um, 
there were only two girls ahead of me. So her and then one other girl, I was like, Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to guess. She's probably not my age, but if she is, then that's fine. We're going to figure it out. I was like, it's all good. I was smiling the whole race. Like I was just so happy to be there. Um, it was such a long like training block leading up to it. And I was like, even if I literally get second place, this girl, I'm like stoked. Like I'm happy. I hit my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to do the burpees. I survived. Didn't have to do those burpees. Um, so we come into the multi-rig at the same time, me and the long blonde hair girl and the multi-rig there's like three rings. And then there's this bar you have to traverse across. And then there's like three rope, like short ropes you're like have to lock off on and like get across. Um, so that's like a new feature of the multi-rig this year. They like, mm -hmm. so, um, I, I do a lot of like just playing around in the gym. Like I'm always, um, traversing like the rings in the gym. I'm always like just climbing around on things, doing the pegboard. So I was super comfortable. Um, so I get through the rings and then I'm across the bar and I try to reach onto the like rope thing. And it's like, it's literally this long and it's super slick. And, um, I like try to grab onto it and I kind of miss, and then I like grab it again and I try to like lock off on it and then like swing onto it. And I just like lose my grip and I'm like, okay, 30 burpees. (laughs) Here I go. No. (laughs) And I was so bummed because after I fell off it, I was like, dude, I totally could have done that. I was like, if I had just stayed like just a tiny bit more composed, I totally could have figured it out. But I was just like in total race mode, like got to get through this so fast, which that's like a theme for me. Like my coach is always like, slow down your rope climbs. You don't have to go so fast, but I'm like, rushing yeah so you know I do my 30 burpees and for me the burpees are kind of a recovery because I'm always doing them at CrossFit it's just like a a comfortable movement for me get through my burpees and I'm like okay I lost that girl we were supposed to be working together but I guess I'm on my own again and then there's like a gauntlet up there of a couple obstacles more swinging things we like climb across this rope we climb up a wall like just you know just some spartan stuff and then we descend down the mountain it's like a super technical rocky it's like 2,500 foot descent like over I want to say like three miles so barrel down this descent jump over this four foot wall my left calf cramps up (laughs) (laughs) are people giving you water during this yes so we have yeah Okay. So yeah. So I, okay. This is a great question. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm like, um, I'm in the know I'm invested in this and I'm going to sign up after this. I'm just kidding. You I would not, should. you it. really should. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. You're like, you scared me off. <laughs> so, uh, every mile and a half to like three miles, there's an aid station, um, with like some water and wait, this is so funny. Uh, right before the descent, I did, there was like this monkey bars with like alternating heights. I get through it and, um, there's like a porta potty and I'm like, I have to pee so bad. I almost peed myself like before I got on this like rope traverse thing, but then I got scared, like didn't have to pee anymore. So I get to the monkey bars and I'm like drinking like one cup of water at every aid station. Like I've done these kind of mountain races before and I know what happens when you get dehydrated at altitude and I wasn't interested. So um, I grab grab a cup of water. I wasn't going to do it. Not this time. I grab a cup of water, drink it and go pee real quick. And I come out and the volunteer is like, uh oh like you're such a beast like you're so beautiful like can I take a picture with you this man literally takes a selfie with me in the middle of the race 
I have. You're so beautiful. Can I get a pic? Uh, maybe not (laughs) right now, sir. And he was like, he. I think he meant it in like a like you're really strong. Like he was like, you're such a like beautiful like really like just because I'm very muscular. Like I know I'm muscular, and so he was just like so like so bizarre to ask her in the middle of the competition. Is it not? Do people do that? I've never had a selfie taken with me during a race before. Um, first I want to see, I wanna see the selfie. Dude, I'm like waiting for that pic to like. Race. Yeah, yeah, you're like, where is it? Like, you're like looking through all your Instagram tags. I'm like, okay, when, when is this guy going <laughs> to post this? It's not the first time someone's like taken a picture with me after a race. Yeah, but the that's, first normal. Time that's normal. Picture, that's normal person behavior. But in the middle, that's a little bizarre. Yeah. And so he like takes the selfie and like, I can already tell I look so ratch. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> sir, I'm six miles into this, like the North American championships. I was just like, I'm always happy. You know, one of my goals going in all these races is to just like spread joy. So I was like, you know what, if it'll make this guy's day for me to take a fucking selfie with him, I will. <laughs> I will do so it. I'm waiting for that to resurface sometime and I'm like is this like a common thing I was like asking my friends who raced I'm like did you guys like get a selfie did this guy ask you for a pic <laughs> mile six ish mile six like, like no the monkey bars did you guys like have a pic taken no okay um so <laughs> this guy takes a pic with me and I'm just like okay and the whole time I'm like running you know I've got like TikTok sounds and like weird little snippets of things just like in my head like I, there's not for one second am I like super focused on what's happening I'm just like kind of vibing down the mountain and like lots of gratitude that's that's another one of my my things but um I run down this descent and it's like so gnarly and I'm just trying not to blow up before you know the last like uphill and downhill um so I get to the bottom and basically we touch the valley floor like squaw valley and then we climb straight back up another mountain (laughs) cool sounds good you get about one second of rest I didn't know it would be so abrupt like that I actually I you know I was looking at the elevation profile it looked flat at the bottom so I was like oh maybe we like run around a little bit no we we jump over the four foot wall left calf cramps and I'm like it's gonna be a long rest of the day huh I was like pretty stoked I was like okay I made it you know maybe six or seven miles in the race before Cramping is really common during obstacle course races. Never in my life have I cramped during a ultra or like any kind of other race. But for some reason, obstacle course races, my calves always always cramp or like my hips or something. Um, So left calf cramps as like a warning sign. It's like, you know, the alarm. It's telling me something's going on. (laughs) Beware for the future. (laughs) Lefty was cramping. And I was like, okay, like first wall that it's, it's cramped on. I'm just going to have to like be mindful of it. You know, I know there's at least there's uh one more, like two more walls. There's an eight foot wall. There's the cargo net. I'm going to have to jump up. And then like, uh, yeah. There, okay. There's a couple of places I need to jump again. And I was like, okay, lefty cramped. We're just going to be mindful of it. I start climbing back up the mountain. Uh, there's no obstacles until the top. And then there's an eight foot wall. Both the calves cramp on the eight foot wall. It's like, what do you okay. do? Do you just keep going and you're like in immense pain or what? Well, they, so for me, they, they cramp for like maybe three seconds and then it goes away and it, yeah, but then it, it like feels- comes surging back. Does it not? 
No. What? See, I, like my parents were three seconds and you're like, oh, and then you're like, and then it like stops and you're like, oh, and then it's like, oh, and it just comes back in full force. You know? <laughs> For some reason, that does not happen to me. I, and that happens to me at night. You know, when you get like a Charlie horse. Well, yeah, because, well, that's what I'm talking about. Because I'm, I mean, I've never done a Spartan race, so I have no idea really what you're talking about. I've never cramped during any running race. So yeah. I'm just yeah. talking about at night when I'm laying in my bed. So I thought it was like the same, you know, same effort. Like that's why we were cramping. For some reason, no. I I'd love to like do a study on this. Yeah. Yeah. So both calves cramp on the eight foot wall. And I, you know, I jumped down and they're both cramping for like a couple seconds. Wasn't even at the top of the climb yet. I still had to climb like maybe a couple hundred feet more. And I, you know, I just knew I was so close to the end that I was like, it's, it's fine. I took a, I took a, a second. I, you know, I took some fuel. I took a gel every like 45 minutes. That's the, uh, I should have been taking more probably, but 45 just felt good. That was when I was like near water, mm-hmm. um, turned out fine. Uh, get to the top of the mountain. And by the way, I am surrounded by cute boys the entire race. Okay. That's like a good motivator yeah like not trying to flex but look at me uh swinging from these ropes (laughs) check out check out these ropes check out these calves Uh, that are cramping these these calves but like it's almost I hope no men that do Spartans hear this it's almost like embarrassing like I'm like climbing this (laughs) down I don't think any I don't I think the people that are listening to this first of all my (laughs) demographic is basically all females and I doubt any yeah. male Spartan racers are watching this. So this is or listening. For the girls. This yeah. is for the girls. For the girls. Yeah. If you're a boy. <laughs> Not for you. <laughs> so um the, the this is a big thing in like these long races. I'm sure you've experienced this at your marathon. Uh men tend to go out really, really hard. It's the ego, probably. Literally. Like my first ultra, I passed probably 40 men. And I was like, and that trend only continued so that's the thing is like I'm running with all these really cute boys but they're the ones that like they went out super hard and now they're like crashing so I end up like passing them yeah. not very men, attractive they don't yeah <laughs> that's really funny if he goes out too hard and then crashes at the that's top an of the mountain. honestly add that to the list that's <laughs> an ick for sure Passing a dude in the race, ick. It's an ick. Like, if you literally can't control your effort and you die, it's an ick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, you know what? Long story short, I end up barreling back down the mountain. I've got this sandbag carry. I Strava said I was seventh overall for the this year on that section. So, I felt good about that. Uh, calf cramped up one more time on this... Um, there's like this wall it's like slanted a little bit and there's holds so you have to like go across the wall and it's super slippery it has a super high fail rate like 50 percent of the people that try and get on it fail um so my left calf literally cramped up as I like was jumping onto it so that that wasn't great but made it through didn't have to do more burpees and then finished it out it took three hours and 20 minutes and so, so you did you know that you won when you crossed the finish line so I crossed the finish line and uh, so two of my friends ran in the elite heat, like the pro division. So they had finished because they started 15 minutes before me. So they kind of like caught me as I came into the shoot. And then uh, I was like, okay, I, I have to know how I did. So I like went over to the results table and you like 
punch in your like number or whatever. And it says like, oh yeah, first of one, cause no one else has come in yet. It's like, I was like, oh my God, I, I won. I like sobbed. Cause I was like, oh, like I, the whole day I was like, well, if, even if I didn't win, I'm so proud of like my effort and I ran a great race. I ran a smart race. I felt good. I pushed hard. I was just like, even if I didn't win, you know, I'm really proud. And so I crossed the finish line and like found I won and I literally sobbed for like three minutes. Like I was like crying to the lady. So there's like a bag check. So I went to go pick up my bag and I was literally sobbing and she was like, are you okay? <laughs> I was like, like, um, I want you take your bag, please. <laughs> She's like, ma'am, this ma'am, is um, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. They like, don't pay me enough to yeah, get to <laughs> watch you. Girls. Yeah, literally. And so, yeah. Yeah. So I won the race and that I'm the fastest youth in the land. That's kind of how I'm building it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's really exciting. And yeah, it was, it was fun to watch uh, your little like TikToks leaning up to it. And it's nice to like, just see that little community of everyone supporting you and stuff. Dude, what is um, so like, what does this win mean exactly? Yeah. Well, so this was only my third race. Uh, I ran a like stadium type Spartan race in July and I ran that one in my age group as well. And I, I won by like 30 minutes. It was only a 5k and I won by like 30 minutes. And I was like, Oh God, like I'm probably, you know, I'm running age group for North American championships. And if I win that, then like, I'm going to have to move up to the like pro division. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I won, I beat second place by like 11 or 12 minutes. And, um, yeah, I think my time, if I'd run in the elite, I would have been like top 20. So I was like, I'm good with that. That sounds good. So from here on out, I have to race against the pros. (laughs) Did I always gotta like level up, you know, can never be too satisfied. (laughs) Level up. I know I was like, it was really fun, like standing on top of podiums, but I need to, yeah, I need to be pushed. (laughs) Yeah. No, that makes, that makes all the sense. Yeah. And there's just things you pick up racing with the like elites that you don't pick up when you're alone on and you know with your peers yeah um so yeah I just feel honestly my goal is I want to like be a pro like I love the sport I love training for it I love it's a great distraction from my nine to five (laughs) I don't know how you do it all sheesh it's yeah, it's a long day, but I mean, I love what I do and I'm so, I'm just like so happy and thrilled with everything. And this was my only goal for the year. So yeah. I can just, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next three months. No, I'm, goal. Sure you'll, I'm sure you'll figure it out, but it is, it's cool to see like how happy you are. And there's like the, the way that you were talking about, like how you felt during the race or just like gratitude and like happiness as you were doing the entire race, like that that is when people, you know, perform their best is when you're happy yeah. doing what you love to do. So it genuinely like shows through obviously your performance. Yeah. So, yeah, I had written, um, I had three words I wrote on my arm, um, just like mantras, you know, I wrote joy, trust, and curious. So my mantras were, I wanted to spread joy. And that means, you know, taking selfies with volunteers <laughs> in the middle of mile six. <laughs> um flirting with the cute boys that I was passing um just being nice you know just being nice having fun spread joy uh trust was for trust your training uh I tend to doubt myself a lot and um the whole time I was just like I have literally trained so much for this like uh you know I was like climbing uphill and I was thinking about the assault bike sprints my coach made me do and just 
trust the training. Like I trained on mountains really similar to that around here. So I knew what a long uphill felt like. Um, and then the last one was curious, like stay curious, uh, you know, just like playful energy with it. Cause at the end of the day, this sport is ridiculous. You're running up mountains and you're swinging on monkey bars and carrying sandbags. So like stay curious. It's just, it's for fun, like play and enjoy the process is my whole thing. Yeah. I love that. And I mean, this is, I mean, this whole conversation has just been so interesting to me because it's just so, it's still running. Like it's still like in the sport of what running is. It's just so different than what my, like, even just my inner circle, like my entire running experience. And I think it just goes to show like how much stuff that you can do, I guess, in the running world beyond just like elite track and field running. And maybe yeah. like, I mean, that's just my little niche. Like everyone just has little niches in the running yeah. community. And it's just been fun to like get that different aspect of it that yeah. I literally like would never even know about, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so chaotic, but, um, it's so interesting to me because you have such a different background, like, but it's the same sport. Have. Like at the end of the day, it's basically, it's just like running, you know, it's just running. Yeah. It's just running. <laughs> but I think, I think people like find your life very interesting one, because you obviously lived in the van, which uh, that is a whole nother element to it where I'm like, how did you train for all this? You work nine to five and then you also live in a van. Yeah. I like, that's, is wild to me, but, um, I wish, like, I feel like I could talk for another hour for you about, about your I life. I have so many stories. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you'll have to come on again because I don't want to make this episode too long, but right. nope. like, yep. no, I literally like, I don't even think I've really gotten through like anything I wrote down initially just because this conversation has been so great, which is ideal. That just yeah. means you have to come on again. There's like, yeah, the, people so have funny questions. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. The other person that like, I really felt like this with was with Lydia Keating. I don't know if you follow her on TikTok. I Lydia heard your, we follow each other too. I heard your podcast with her and I was like, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It's literally the same. It's like at the end of the episode, I was like, I need, like, I didn't get through any of my questions and I have so yeah. much more to say, but I do want to ask like some questions that people asked um, on Instagram yeah. just to, just to make sure we cover all the bases. Totally. Yeah. Um, so who are your favorite TikTok follows? Oh, that's a good question. It's hard to, but it, it is hard to know my name. I've come to realize like people don't really know people's handles, but maybe that's just me not knowing people's handles. Yeah. Um, Okay, it's funny. I love uh the Miss Mrs. Space Cadet. Or yeah, whatever. she's great. She's Dude, great. I want to have her on great. the podcast. She's hilarious. I love her. I love everything about her. I want to meet her so badly. <laughs> I think she followed me back, and I was literally honored. Yeah, I like, you're like you don't have to follow me back. <laughs> like, I'm happy so to just funny. fan girl. Yeah. Um, who else is usually on my? I could like scroll through my for you page right now, but honestly, I don't follow that many like runners. Just there aren't that many runners on TikTok, to be honest. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's like the only one that really comes to mind. I love Lydia's page. Of course. She's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't that's, a, good that's a good I answer. Yeah. I'm like, I can't even think of it anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what, like what keeps you motivated? Oh, wait, I have one more. TikTok okay. Go person. ahead. I'm so scared. She'll never hear this. I was like, she'll block me if she, <laughs> okay. Do you know who Victoria Paris is? Yeah. 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 She follows me. I'm like honored. I'm literally like honored. I like followed her back. Cause I was like, 
who is this girl with like two million followers okay why would she block you for that she blocks everyone i, I know you're like, gonna join the hashtag victoria bears block me literally i'm like victoria please don't block me like, she, if she follows you she's trying to block you what maybe i yeah it's true clout chasing or something <laughs> you're not clout chasing that is really interesting though she is into running yeah that could be it um okay yeah what keeps you motivated oh oh my god I get asked this all the time I don't I don't I don't think I have a a motivation (laughs) I so I genuinely love training I genuinely love running uh I it gives my life such structure um training for these big races is just it's so fulfilling like even even if I hadn't won the race this weekend I would still be like it was an amazing race like I love life like I just it's training for these races that gives me so much structure and joy so That's yeah I don't answer. know genuine yeah, love for for it is a yeah good yeah <laughs> it'll get like, you out the door uh, every day <laughs> the structure yeah uh, yeah it's a great answer um Okay. I have one more question. What is some advice that you would give to your younger self? Oh, that's really <laughs> cute. I ask at the end of every episode because everyone usually has something, you know? Oh my God. It's so true. I wish I could tell my younger self, like, just have, like, honestly, believe in yourself, believe in yourself. That's everything. Like, um, not being defined by your results is, yeah, I wish I could tell my younger self that. Cause I only learned that in the last like year, I think with COVID. So now that I'm like grown and I'm like, I wish I could go back like six years and tell myself, like it really, your volleyball game really doesn't matter. Like that pass <laughs> you shanked, I promise. <laughs> I'm like your, your league race on the weekend does, didn't really matter. Why are you stressing <laughs> out about it? Literally. I'm like, I'm so embarrassing. Like it's, it's really, yeah. That's why I wish I could tell myself. Yeah. That's a great answer. What a heartache. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I learned literally so much from this episode as you could tell I literally am just like staring because I'm just like I don't I cannot believe what your life is and how you do it but it's genuinely so impressive to me I can't explain that enough and I love following you on TikTok and I hope you followed me and I was honored okay of course I was like okay this girl is doing so many things I need to follow her um I'm sure a lot of people like learned a bunch of stuff because you're like the first obstacle racer I've had on my podcast so I think this is like a good intro into what it was and I learned a lot so I'm sure a lot of other people did but where can people learn more from you where can they follow you at yeah so uh you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram as at Mac in the sprinter not making the sprinter I'm rebranding soon though okay I don't live in a sprinter anymore and um I do have a YouTube channel I I am I vlogged a lot during the championship weekend so I'm kind of like editing and doing that but I'm less consistent on there but yeah I'm not in the sprinter on all things at the moment but stay tuned for a rebrand <laughs> <laughs> everything will be linked in the description too to make it yeah. easy for everyone yeah um, don't get too comfortable with that username guys <laughs> Just follow her now and then you'll just, you won't even have to worry about the reason. Yeah. You can just ride with me through the changes. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time to close out the episode. Can we get a good old peace out, fellas? 
All right. Peace out, fellas. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of Convos Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said at the beginning, I literally could have had an entire another hour long episode with Max. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to let us know on Instagram. It's just at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod. And don't forget to rate and review on the podcast. Really appreciate your guys' feedback and for listening every week. It really seriously means the world to me. You guys have no idea. So thank you guys so much and I will see you next week. Peace out, fellas. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.